You're listening to the official podcast of the nation. That's it. There's a new member of the Final Four Club, and they hail from Lubbock, Texas. Lubbock and Lubbock. Texas Tech can start packing for Omaha. Got the big man. Country pulls free. And touchdown. Red Raiders with a second to go. In a way. Yo, Red Raider Nation, welcome to the nation's official podcast. I am your host, TJ Kern, alongside, as always, by my good buddy, Blake Hartsfield. And Blake, it feels good to be back in the lab, and boy, do we have some stuff to talk about today. This is going to be a fun one, TJ. Um, I think we, unfortunately, had to do a little bit of a pivot on what we wanted to talk about today, but... Um, excited to finally be recording one of these. We've been busy with the post games and, and ready to get into a lot that's been going on in, in Red Raider Nation. We have been doing the post games for the basketball team uh, at Guns Up Nation, the official nation uh, post game show. Those have been a lot of fun. They've kept us busy. And boy, um, if this basketball team didn't turn some things around, we're going to get into that. Um, but also, I want to give a quick shout out to Tim Tadlock and the Red Raider baseball team as they've started the season 11 and 1, Blake, and they look every bit to be the top 25 program that they are. And they are year in and year out. The schedule looks good for the Big 12. Uh, and I will be getting more into that, watching that, paying some more attention to the guys. Uh, they are led by a guy named Gavin Cash, who is hitting close to 500, Blake. And that wow. is just like that that's video game stuffing in D1 baseball. Yeah, TJ, I know you're much more of a baseball head than I am. Um, not to say that I don't love uh, some Red Raider baseball. I usually get interested uh, much later uh, in the season as they get close to the tournament. And then I'll watch all of the the, the tournament games and the road to the College World Series, of course. Um, this is a program that under Tim Tadlock has has risen to being not only a top 25 program, I would argue they've been a top 10 program over the last uh, seven, eight, nine years in the country. They're incredibly consistent. Uh, their quote unquote down year last year, I think they were one of the first four teams out of the field, uh, but they look to be back uh, after a rebuilding year. They look every bit as good as they've been. Um, I did see that they swept a very good Gonzaga team who has made the tournament each of the last couple of years to start off the year. Um, won a big game against Michigan yesterday, and I believe they play the Aggies this evening in a, in a ranked top 20 matchup, which will be fun. Um, so excited to see what that group's able to accomplish. Uh, I know they've got high expectations, and um, I'd love to, to go on another uh, College World Series run with these guys. Man, it, it's just so cool to talk College World Series in, in Texas Tech. I mean, once again, kind of like the basketball team, when I, when I was in school, if you would have told me that the Texas Tech baseball team was going to go to Omaha, I would have laughed at you. Yeah, no, they're they're unbelievable. They've made what I, I think it's four Omaha appearances in the last eight years. Um, they've they've won multiple Big Twelve titles. They, they've been a, a model of consistency. Um, in my opinion, they've been even more consistent than the basketball program for a longer period of time. They've kind of been the premier program. Um, obviously, not as much. Uh, exposure or uh, notoriety as the basketball program, just because that's a more popular sport. Um, but, but Tim Tadlock and the guys uh, are, are a machine that continues to to roll and win. And um, like I said, they look like they're every bit as good as they've been. And, and I expect big things from that group this year. And I will be paying closer attention. Uh, once this basketball season wraps up, I uh, will be watching a few games going to have to 
Gonna have to get that ESPN Plus, Blake. I've been holding out on you, but uh, I'm gonna have to get that ESPN Plus so that I can watch some Red Raider baseball. But seven dollars, it's worth every penny. Yeah, 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 definitely. On to the hardwood. And the last time we recorded one of these, things weren't going well for the Red Raiders. And we just want to give a shout out to the guys, the team. Uh, they fought a hell of a second half of the Big 12 schedule. And almost. Uh, now, they, they do have a chance, Blake, if they can win four games in four days in, in uh, Kansas City this week. But it looks like they're going to be on the outside looking in at the NCAA tournament. But boy, yeah. did they they give it a, a fun ride. They did, TJ. And to your point about the four games in four days, not only did they they get the four games in four days, in my opinion, they they got the bad side of the bracket. Um, if they if they win their first round game, uh, then they'd have to play Kansas in Kansas City, and and that's that's a brutal game. And if they somehow got by that, Baylor would be likely the the opponent in the semifinal. So they have to go the Kansas Baylor route as opposed to potentially the the Texas and then the winner of the TCUK State route. Um, I think they definitely got the tougher draw there. But um, irregardless, they do have an opportunity. But but short of winning the Big 12 tournament, I, I don't think this team is getting into to March Madness. TJ, uh, close but no cigar is the 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 quote that I'm going to stick on, on this basketball team this year. They played a bunch of close games. Uh, they lost eight. Uh, Big 12 games by seven points or less, uh, even r- more razor thin than that. They lost five different games by three or less. Uh, they finished five and 13 in the conference, 16 and 15 overall. TJ, if uh, even two of those uh, three point losses, five three point losses um, go their way and they end up with seven Big 12 wins, they're in the field. Uh, it doesn't matter who they were against. Seven Big 12 wins was going to put you in this field. Um, they were very close and, and look, they're going to go to the NIT. And, and from the last time that we did this, and we've talked extensively about this on our post game for them to be going to the NIT from where they were at the end of January is an accomplishment. This team was Oh, and eight, one and 10 in the big 12. We were sitting here talking about, can they get to 500, which they, they do finish over 500. Can they win even three big 12 games? They finished with five. Um, they've played much better the, the second half of the season. Guys like Fardaz Amac have come on since he's been back. Pop Isaacs has returned. Jalen Tyson's growth. Um, and, and they've just been a much more cohesive ball club. They've gotten contributions from guys on the bench like Elijah Fisher and um, Lamar Washington and, and, and Kerwin Walton and the like. And so um, you're, you're seeing a more complete effort. Unfortunately, it's probably going to end in an NIT berth as opposed to continuing the streak uh, of making the NCAA tournament. And I do want to shout out this senior group because uh, Fardos did re-aggravate that injury. And at one point, I did not think he would play another game for the Red Raiders. He comes back, and not only did he come back, he produced on a very high level in the Big 12. Kevin O'Banner comes back for his super senior year to try to go back to the March Madness tournament. And another guy that needs some love on this show is Davion Harmon. Yeah, I thought Dave on Harmon and look, um, I was one of the the ringleaders, so to speak, and giving him a hard time uh, and, and criticizing the the production there um, early in the in the in the Big Twelve. I, I thought he was frankly awful. Um, the, the games were inconsistent. There was a lot of turnovers. He was taking too many shots, turn and just not playing very well. Um, this is a guy that that was a proven Big Twelve commodity from his time at Oklahoma. I thought he'd come in and be a leader. Um, he certainly grew into that. He grew into a leader. He grew into a closer. 
Um, I, I still think uh, he he has an ability to finish at the rim that not a lot of guys in this league have. Um, with and both hands. Of, with both hands, going left and right. Um, he still looks out of control to me, but the, the turnovers have been cut down. Um, and that's been encouraging. And look, if you'd asked me in January, if I'd have wanted him back, I'd have said, probably not. Um, but now he's a guy I'd absolutely love to have back, uh, going into next season. Um, just because I think that there, there's a lot to build on. He's a guy that, um, I think has an opportunity to potentially play overseas and, and that might be why you lose him, but, um, good chance that he comes back and, and he's a guy to welcome back at this point, how we finish the season. Yeah, and uh, unfortunately, we won't be seeing Kevin O'Banner as uh, he's a six-year COVID senior. And, uh, man, if he wasn't one of the leaders of this second half of the Big 12 season, uh, I don't know what was. Yeah, I I thought he was really good. He continued to battle uh, to his credit. Um, you know, he, he, he didn't quit. He, he continued to, to bring it every night. He notched his second straight, uh, big 12 season with 180 points and 90 rebounds, uh, joining only Jay Crockett and Jarrett Culver as the red only red Raiders since 92 to do that. Um, some other positives here, TJ, uh, Fardos Amac finished with more, uh, rebounds this season than Marco Santos Silva in 21 and 22 than TJ Holyfield, Bryson Williams. Uh, he needed that in only 10 games. Um, Davion Harmon was one of, if not the best transition players in the big 12, he made 56 shots at the rim, uh, netted 261 points, uh, in conference play, which I don't know if you, I didn't realize this was the sixth most by red Raiders since 1992. Um, pop Isaacs made 33 threes. So these are guys that you want back. There's, there's pieces to, to build around. Um, at the end of the day, what let this team down was its defensive, uh, effort and efficiency TJ. Um, there's a lot of numbers that I could get into, um, but the, that, that, that this is the worst defense we've had since the beard Adams regime has started back in 2016, 2017. Um, they allowed 106.1 points per hundred for hundred possessions um, and allowed opponents to shoot an effective 51% from the field, which is just significantly worse than anything we've seen and gotten cus- accustomed to around here. And the other thing TJ was that they finished with a negative 36 assist to turnover ratio. This team did not move the ball well on offense. They turned it over way too much, which is something we talked a lot about on our post game. Um, and, and that's ultimately why uh, they, they, they weren't successful. They also didn't turn opponents over like we're accustomed to. It was their lowest rate uh, since 2013, 2014 of forcing turnovers and getting easy buckets in transition. So um, all in all, a lot of, a lot of things to like and to, and to want to try to build around for next year, but they got to clean up uh, the thing that has made this program what it is, which is the defensive prowess. And, we were going to come on here, I think, both of us, and and uh, give Coach Mark Adams uh, and the coaching staff some props. And I still think we have to do that because the team definitely never gave up on them. They no, continued they to played. rally. Um, but, Blake, uh, I'll let you respond to that in a second. But uh, as most of our listeners uh, probably know by now, um, because – Tech Twitter is as rabid a fan base as there is in the country. Um, Blake, Coach Adams has been suspended, and I'm just going to read why um, in the press release from the university here. Um, It reads like this. Texas Tech has suspended men's basketball head coach Mark Adams in relation to the use of an inappropriate, unacceptable, and racially insensitive comment last week 
On Friday, Director of Athletics Kirby Hocutt was made aware of an incident regarding a coaching session between Adams and a member of the men's basketball team. Adams was encouraging the student athlete to be more receptive to coaching and referenced Bible verses about workers, teachers, parents, and slaves serving their masters. Adams immediately addressed this with the team and apologized. Upon learning of the incident, Hocutt addressed this matter with Adams and issued him a written reprimand. Hocutt subsequently made the decision to suspend Adams effective immediately in order to conduct a more thorough inquiry of Adams' interactions with his players and staff. So Blake, Coach Adams is officially suspended from Texas Tech University. You know what happened with Coach Mike Leach when some stuff went awry. There's been some stuff on the women's side of the basketball uh, program where a coach was let go. Uh, this is not good. PJ, I think he's in real trouble. And and frankly, I think he's coached his last game as a, as, a, as the head coach of Texas Tech. Um, we'll get into the statement that you just read about. But then after that came out as if it wasn't a bad enough morning already for Coach Adams, Jeff, our old buddy Jeff Goodman, who I think Red Raider Nation has a very love-hate relationship with, uh, particularly on Twitter, uh, reported for Stadium that um, there was also a separate incident earlier this season that the school is investigating in which Adams spit on a player Adams told Stadium he had gone to the doctor, had a bad cough, and slobbered on the player during the game. Um, I can quote, I can spit on you whenever I want to. One person close to the situation said that Adams responded to the player when when asked about it during the heat of the moment. I don't remember saying that, Coach Adams said. Um, so that coupled with, look, he he, I know Coach Adams has claimed that he was quoting scripture with with the the quote about um slaves serving their masters and serving him and this team in that manner but look you can't say that this is 2023 um you, you cannot you have to be more aware of of the climate the environment the fact that you have a team that's frankly mostly african-american players um and any connotation around slavery and, and masters and serving and and him being the master you, you just can't do that you, you cannot make that statement um, I don't care if he would have gone 25 and three this year, um, or had the year that he had where, look, this team underperformed expectations. They did not live up to what this program expects. They did not live up to the talent on this roster. I know they lost a bunch of close games, but a lot of people will argue that in a close game, coaching is the difference. And we talked extensively about the inability to execute out of inbounds plays, this team's mental lapses, the defense was never figured out, which was, um, Coach Adams calling card, but regardless of, of the season that he had versus having a 25 and three season, you say something like that and you're done. Um, when this happened, I, I reached out to a couple of people that I know that, that would be able to comment on this and in, in the program. And um, they all seem to think that, that this is absolutely true, that Kirby Hocutt would not have made this move if um, he didn't think that he had very solid grounds to stand on. You referenced coach Leach as well as the uh, women's basketball coach. Similar situation for a former Red Raider coach. Coach Beard was let go after the allegations came out that were eventually dropped, that he was still fired for the domestic abuse. Um, to me, TJ, this is worse. Uh, you cannot uh, make a, a racially insensitive statement like that um, to a, a in any sport, especially basketball. And how do you expect to go and recruit players uh, to come play for you with with that hanging over you. So I don't think Coach Adams will be our head coach any longer. 
Um, I would suspect that he will be fired by the end of the week, if not sooner. Um, and, and the coaching search will begin for, for the next leader for the Red Raiders. And it's really unfortunate, TJ. I was, um, I made a complete 180 with Coach Adams based on the, some of the things that you talked about where um, he, he had gotten this team to continue to fight for him. He had gotten the turnaround, but you just can't have what happened. Uh, ha- you can't have what, what was alleged that he said happened. Um, I do believe that it was said, and, and if that's the case, he will no longer be the head coach. Which, I mean, this this thing, what a ride um, the the basketball season has been this year. And I just I, – I, I do want to address something real fast. Um, I know you were talking from your heart right there, and we, we both love this basketball team. We both love this basketball program. I think we were both very proud of the way they finished the season. Um, but as far as it being worse than what happened to Coach Beard, look, that's a, that's a private moment between two people. Do we really know what happened? No, ultimately charges were dropped. But I do agree with you with the importance of the fact that you just cannot say what uh, uh, Mark Adams is uh, being reported and suspended for allegedly saying um, – you know, whether it was a Bible verse or what, you know, however you want to uh, clarify what was trying to be said, anything that talks about servants and masters in this climate of 2023 just can't happen. Yeah. TJ, and I'm not insinuating that, that when I, when I said that, I'm not saying that racism is, is worse than, than domestic violence. Obviously um, both are unacceptable. Um, Neither should be tolerated in any circumstance. Um, I'm simply going off of the fact that, um, and look, I believe something did happen uh, between coach Beard and and his, his girlfriend, obviously we weren't there. So we can't speak with, with certainty, but obviously something happened. He was arrested the story changed. The, the charges were ultimately dropped, but these are not going to be charges. These are something that are just damning to the program as a whole, to Coach Adams's character. Um, and, and I just think it limits your ability to go out and recruit uh, when you have something like that hanging over you in 2023. Um, so, so just to clarify, I'm not saying one is worse than the other. Both are completely unacceptable. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I didn't think you were, but it, it, I just wanted to, to – to bring that up because neither one of them are, are, you know, acceptable for sure. And you guys are listening to the nation's official podcast with TJ and Blake. I am TJ Kern. That is Blake Hartsfield. And this is an episode that we didn't think we were going to have. We I don't want to be having this, this, yeah, this, this uh, one, TJ, this was not a fun morning to wake up to, to, to see this news and this press release. Um, but again, I come back to the fact that I don't think Kirby Hokut makes this move if he doesn't think that he's got um, a serious problem that needed to be addressed. And um, like you mentioned, Coach Leach was dismissed after um, the the whole Adam James situation. There was a, a situation with the uh, women's college basketball coach and she was dismissed. And, and I just don't see how uh, Coach Adams survives this, um, especially given the climate that we're in here in 2023. I will agree that it's not Bob Knight and this isn't the eighties or nineties. You, you, you can't, can't be touch the kids. general. Yeah. You can't, you can't have a racist comment. You can't put your hands on, on kids. It's, it's a different world. Definitely. I mean, there's, there's a line between being coached hard and j- just inappropriate. Correct. And it's a fine line to walk because I'm all for hard coaching. I think that, 
Um, one of the staples of this program under both Beard and Adams was that they, these kids were coached hard. Um, but you can't make a statement like what is alleged that he made um, and expect to keep your job as the head coach of Texas Tech University. With that being said, I I think who whoever it is, I I, I don't think uh, I don't think he coaches the the rest of the season, obviously. So that would be either Coach Williams or Coach uh, Pinkins, uh, Al Pinkins, um, and then you immediately start to think about a conversation that we've had several times this season, whether be it on the post game show or on this podcast. And that's player retention, program yeah. uh, damage control, if you will. Well, the first and, thing you got to do, TJ, is you got to find head coach. Well, there's that part, but I mean, you're looking at two guys that played their first season in the Big Twelve, and are, I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna lie, they were superstars. Jalen Tyson Pop became Isaacs a was, superstar. All freshman first team at the Big Twelve yeah. today. So, mm-hmm. um, to your point, that these kids were both stars. Pop Isaacs is is a sniper. He's he's one of the better shooters we've seen around here since uh, Davide Moretti. Um, Jalen Tyson, in my opinion, is is probably going to be the first successful NBA player Tech has put out here in recent years. I know we've had a bunch of G League stars, and yes, Jarrett Culver was was a top five or six pick and and he's kind of flamed out and ended up in the, in the G league. But I look at Jalen Tyson, I see a long athletic uh, guy that can create his own shot. He can score from all three levels and the NBA loves, loves players like that. He already looks like he's a better shooter than Culver ever was. Uh, Culver could get to the rim whenever he wanted to and could finish um, was great at, at getting himself to the free throw line. But Jalen Tyson is just so smooth uh, with, with scoring the basketball from all three levels. He's only going to continue to get better. Um, like you talked about, this was his first full year as a starter. And those are two guys you have to keep around. And with that being said, I mean, we talked about maybe Davion Harmon coming back. Uh, Fardaz probably not going to come back, although he does have a year uh, that he could come back. Yep. Um, but with these coaching changes, uh, Texas Tech is at a level to where I think it's one of the top jobs in the country. I know you agree with me. The facilities are outstanding. The fan base is outstanding. The home court advantage is outstanding, although they lost several games at the USA this year. Um, I am going to throw out a name. It's a name that we've talked about several times uh, behind closed doors. And that's Anthony McCaslin of UNT. That's the guy, TJ. Um, Coach McCaslin is a uh, – he's got a master's degree from Tech. His wife went to Tech. Um, he spent time on Scott Drew's staff, so he knows the Big 12. He was his lead assistant there prior to Jerome Tang, who ended up and has been very successful at Kansas State. Uh, he took the North Texas job. Um four or five years ago, he's got an incredible winning percentage. He's got them rolling this year. People are talking about them being an at-large selection if they don't win um, win their conference tournament, which they're expected to do. Um, He's a guy that knows the state of Texas and how to recruit it. He runs the no-middle defense, so you've got some continuity there. He's a young and upcoming head coach. Um, I think that's the guy. Now, look, I think that's your floor, right? You don't do anything worse than, than Coach McCasland. 
Um, not to say that I don't want Coach McCaslin because I absolutely would be thrilled with that hire. But I think you, you, given what you mentioned with these facilities, uh, the fan support, the alumni and, and donor involvement, our ability to pay a, a head coach. Look, Coach Beard was a top five head paid head coach in the country, TJ. He was up there with uh, Coach Shushevsky and Coach Roy Williams and, and Calipari. Um, so I think you got to take some big swings here. I would call Kelvin Sampson down at Houston. I don't think he'd take the job because he's 67 or whatever he is. And his son's been named the head coach in waiting, but make him tell, you no. he's had Houston, um, as one of the best programs the last three or four years, they're, they're going to be a number one seed again this year. Um, I'd pick up the phone. He'll probably hang it up pretty quickly, but call Jay Wright. If, if you ask me who's the best head coach that doesn't have a job right now, it's, it's Jay Wright. Um, <laughs> why not make the phone call? Why not make him tell yeah, you no? I think you got to make um, the phone call. Make right? him tell you no. Call Rick Patino. I know there's some baggage there, mm-hmm. but look, he's taken three different schools to the final four. Call Rick Patino. make him tell you no. But yeah, I think your full, my point being here is you can take some big swings, um, but and and look, people, I've I've seen it floated out. Bring Beard back? No, we're not even going to entertain bringing yeah, Beard I, yeah, back. Yeah, I, I don't no. even want to. I no. don't even want to have that conversation because it shouldn't happen. No, absolutely not. Not the way he left. Not after what he was allegedly accused of that was dropped with with the domestic violence stuff. Which again, if you're moving on from one head coach for character off the court stuff, or I guess in Adam's case, it was on the court because it was something related in practice when he was coaching a player. But if you're going to move away from one head coach due to that, I don't think you can bring somebody in, which is maybe why Rick Patino is also out. Um, but that's a big name that you can at least make the phone call. But yeah, I mean, call Jay Wright, make him tell you no, offer him five million bucks a year and see what he says. Um, bring those, bring those tailored suits to Lubbock, dude. I, that would be. I mean, I, you want to talk about excitement around the program? But look, I think there's going to be excitement regardless. Um, like I said, I think your floor is 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 Coach McCaslin, and I don't think you can do anything worse than that. Um, and I think that would, for, for, for the record, I think it'd be an outstanding hire. Yeah. I mean, you bring up some great points that, uh, that I was unaware of about his background, but I was going to bring up the fact that UNT once again is 25 and six. Yeah. And I think his record is something like a hundred and hundred and something in like 54 or something like that in four years, which is at North tech. Look, North Texas. North Texas. Not, yeah. It's, they don't have any resources. You talk about just the upgrade, right? Like, and I, and I think it was Fran Frischilla who we both have a lot of respect for actually tweeted about this today and said that um, it was an unfortunate situation with coach Adams, but if Grant McCaslin gets this job, uh, the other coaches in the big 12 are not going to be happy about it. This is an up and coming star in the coaching ranks. Again, he comes from the Scott Drew tree. Um, Jerome Tang has been very successful uh, who took, McCaslin's job after he left to take the head coaching job at North Texas. Um, he runs the no middle. Um, I think there's a lot to be excited about there, TJ. And um, I, I would be very happy if that ends up being the hire. Yeah. And I'm glad you corrected me. I, I believe I said Anthony by mistake. It's Grant, uh, yeah, Grant McCaslin. Yeah, it, it, it is Grant McCaslin. Um, but man, I just, I, I thought maybe this is where we'd be at the end of the season looking for a new head coach, but that's when we were 0-8 and 1-10. and Yeah, agreed. And and then we made the turnaround. And look, we didn't want to come on here and have this conversation today. Uh, this was not what we had planned. We had planned to always do this on Sunday, and then we woke up this morning, and this is just not something that we can ignore. Um, I, I think that 
looking at who your next head coach is, is, is very reasonable. Bring in somebody who can kind of retain this roster. And if you want to get to some of that stuff on guys we want back, I think we have a lot of the same names, but um, I think there's a lot to work with here, TJ. This is a program that's been on the rise. It's got all of the resources in the world. If it ends up being coach McCaslin, he'll go from no resources to everything he could ever want. Um, the NIL programs that are in place, uh, the Womble practice facility, that the momentum that this program has, the home court advantage, the fact that you're in the best conference uh, in the history of college basketball, um, for, for basketball in the Big 12, um, there's a lot to to be excited about for for a guy like him coming to Texas Tech if that ends up being the guy. I mean, I'm still – I mean, I think you can tell. I'm, I'm just still kind of in shock that, of, of the events of today. Um, myself, like you, I woke up, played a little NBA 2K and was getting ready for this big anticipated Kyrie versus KD Mavs Suns game. And boy, was that a good one. Uh, there was some drama at the end of that one as well. Do I, I can't, I can't stand Devin Booker. He's a punk. Oh yeah. That's another podcast for another day, (laughs) but man, do I not like that guy at all, but. Yeah, Phoenix ended up winning that game. However, um, the news broke uh, literally about an hour before the the Mavs were set to play. And look, we're texting each other, and it it was like, okay, well, I guess the show narrative has to change today. Yeah, I I just don't think this was something we could ignore, TJ. And and look. It's significant news. Um, again, I keep coming back to the fact of um, I think Kirby Hokut's a pretty good athletic director. Um, I know I've seen a lot of stuff on Twitter that he shouldn't be allowed to make any more coaching hires because of the misses in the football program prior to Joe McGuire. And then, um, you know, Beard left in the middle of the night, wasn't able to keep him. I don't think that was Hokut's fault. Um, the Adams uh, hire and now is kind of blowing up in his face. The women's college basketball. Look, I think Kirby Hokut's a pretty good athletic director. Um, I think tech is very lucky to have him. I think he's got a good national reputation. Um, and, and look, if you look at the state of the athletic department, a lot of the programs are really good. I mean, he, t- t- you know, he hired Tadlock and baseball's great. Um, yeah, he, he missed on, um, Cliff Kingsbury, but at the time when he made that hire, I think everybody in Red Raider Nation was was banging on the door for it to be Cliff Kingsbury. He was coming off of the Johnny Manziel season at A&M. Um, you had a very divided fan base from all the leech stuff, with, and then nobody liked Tuberville. And um, it was a it was a hire that that got us back to the quote unquote leech era. He played for leech, obviously. Um, it united the fan base. It didn't work out. Um, I think every Red Raider wanted it to, but it just didn't. Um, yeah, I think Matt Wells was a disaster. No one's going to sit here and sugarcoat that one. He absolutely missed there, but, um, I think it's fair to say after year one and, and just the momentum and on, on the gridiron that, that Joe McGuire is absolutely the right guy. Um, so he's gotten the most important hire, correct. Um, he's got the baseball program rolling women's college, but the women's basketball, the, the new coach seems to have them trending in the right direction. TJ, we've won a national championship in track and field with, uh, coach Kitley, um, and, and so the, the golf programs consistently in the top 10, I could go on and on. So, um, I don't think Kirby Hellcut suspends Adams and goes down this road if he didn't think that he had to, and that it was necessary and that he, he felt like he had a really solid ground to stand on. And look, I second every word you just said about Kirby Hellcut. I mean, this is a guy that we got from the university of Miami yeah. who leaves Miami 
And I, I mean, I'm purely being Joe Kim Noah here when he said, uh, <laughs> I'd leave Cleveland for, for Miami too. Right? <laughs> exactly. I mean, to come, to, to, come to Lubbock, Texas of all places. To come right? to look, Lubbock, I, look, we, Texas. We both, we both love Lubbock, right? And, um, but look, if, if, if we're being objectively honest, Miami versus Lubbock, I mean, it's not even a conversation, right? And, and he came to tech. And again, I think Texas Tech University needs, need, it should feel lucky to have him. I think he's a very, very competent AD. Um, I do trust him to get this hire right. And prior to the stuff that broke today, I think Coach Adams was the right hire. You not at the time it united the the fan base. Um, it it turned into a sweet 16 appearance that could have easily been an elite eight or a final four. Um, that team was as good as anybody in the country last year. Kansas obviously won the national championship, but they battled Kansas and and went to th- played them three times and all three games were a war. So that they were every bit as good as anybody last year. And and unfortunately, um, there's clearly some, some character issues there. I know there was some stuff floating around the program earlier this year when they were 0-8 about a situation in Maui and some personal things with Coach Adam and his family that we're not going to get into. But um, there, there's pretty clearly at this point some, some character concerns, and, and unfortunately I don't think he's going to coach another game for the Red Raiders. Yeah, it's funny. You know, we're sitting here recording this on Sunday night, and our good buddy Ted Emmerich just happened to text me about who – who tech feds what? And I, I mentioned McCaslin and uh, he, he brought up the name of uh, Ulrich Malagy. I, I don't even know if I said his last name right, but apparently is, uh, is, has been an amazing recruiter was on it on tech staff at one time, followed beard to UT and is now at Kansas state. And uh, Teddy thinks that that guy is going to be a head coach soon. Oh, this is the this is the guy that yeah he's the um, associate head coach at K State. Um, I just pulled him up. Um, I do, I do recognize his name. He's young. He's thirty eight. I believe he was the bag man for Texas for a year um, for, for recruiting. And you know what a bag man is. But um, yeah, that that's an interesting name. But look, and nothing against uh, this this Ulrich uh, Maliji guy. But um, I, I want a proven head coach we've talked a lot about momentum in college sports and I'm a big believer and will die on the hill that college sports much more so than professional sports is all about what have you done for me lately and momentum with with program success with culture uh with with recruiting it 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 all is a big snowball that continues to go downhill look at what Nick Saban has been able to build at Alabama when he took Alabama over they were not that great um now they're they're a snowball that's that can't be stopped. Look at what uh, Smart has done at Georgia. When he took the Georgia job, they were a good program. He's turned him into an outstanding, you know, true rival for Alabama at the top of the college football world. Uh, the, the blue bloods in college basketball are always blue bloods because they're consistently good. Point being, momentum in, in college sports is really important. You've got great momentum, but my goodness, if this isn't an important hire for for the Tech basketball program, you have to get this one right. Uh, you're going to miss the tournament this year, barring the four games in four days in Kansas City. You need to get somebody who can come in here, similar to what uh, is it, how do you say his last name? The guy at Iowa State, T.J. Otzel. Uh, is it Otzel Berger? Otzel yeah, Berger. Is that how you say it? Um, similar to what he was able to do with last year, coming in in year one and taking them to the Sweet 16. Um, after Don't quote me on that, Blake. I'm yeah, not I, sure. I, your guess is as good as mine. It's a it's a strange last name, but you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, he came in last year in his first year. They got in with seven Big Twelve wins. Go to the Sweet Sixteen. 
Um, they're very good again this year. That's a program with momentum in the right direction. Jerome Tang comes into Kansas State. He took over the worst team in the Big 12, TJ. They're very good this year. They're probably going to be a two or a three seed. So, um, and, and that's a program with momentum. It's all about momentum and what have you done for me lately. And I think this is a hire that you absolutely have to get right. And I would rather go with a guy like McCasland, who is a proven commodity, has been successful at a place where he doesn't have any resources and give him all the resources to be successful here. That way you can hit the ground running from year one. Not to say that uh, Ulrich uh, Maligi wouldn't be a good coach, but he's never been a head coach at the Division One level. And that's exactly what uh, what Ted brought up as well, is that uh, you'd probably want to go with a uh, an experienced guy when I when I brought up McCaslin. Um, I still but, am on the boat of, of call Jay Wright. Yeah, I know it's a pipe dream and it's not going to happen, but make the phone call. What do you have? Oh, you absolutely make you absolutely make the phone call. Offer um, five million bucks a year. Make him tell you no. I know he's got yeah. the cushy studio job with CBS, and they're probably paying him three or four million bucks. So maybe it's a six million dollar offer. Make him tell you no. What do you have to lose? I mean, I just from a just from a coach on the sideline that has style. That guy, that, that guy has some style. Oh man, it's so good. And look, he's a hell of a coach. Hey, I mean, he's hey, 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 come, come to West Texas, get a little West Texas dirt in those suits and that slick back hair of yours. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, that's a pipe dream. But make the phone call. You're a, you're a powerhouse in college basketball now. You're a quote unquote new blood. Call Kelvin Sampson again. He's probably going to tell you no. Houston's coming to the Big Twelve, so you're not upgrading leagues. He has a good job. Um, I think Houston has agreed to make his son the next head coach. Um, whenever he he steps away. Um, and, and I, I think my fear in that is is a little bit of the the Pat Knight situation um, being named the assistant or the, the coach and waiting to his dad. Um, but yeah, you want to know mean, something funny? Make the phone calls. You want to know something funny about Kelvin Sampson's son? What's I hooped with him at the University of Kentucky. Ironically enough, um, the year after they won the national championship at Tubby Smith's basketball camp back wow. in the day. And there's a connection to tech. Very yeah, cool. we are the same age. Um, I forget his son's name, but um, he does have a son that's my age, and, uh, and we we hooped together at uh, at Kentucky basketball camp. So small Very world, cool. Very small world. But yeah, like I said, I think, like I said earlier, TJ, and and I know we're starting to get repetitive. And who would have thought Tubby Smith would have was going to come to love it? Look, and and that was a – I think he's the one that kind of started the turnaround um, after the Pat Knight No doubt disaster. about it. So, um, he, he – Chris Beard obviously took the program to as much as we all don't like the guy. Uh, he did – you got to tip the, the, your hat to him and what he did for the program and taking it to new heights. But Tubby Smith started that turnaround. Um, he, he brought us back from being irrelevant completely and, and by far the worst team in the conference to being competitive. Uh, took him to the tournament. So – um, but look, uh, like I said, I think your floor is is Coach Grant McCaslin. Um, swing for the fences, um, but but I think you don't do anything worse than that. Um, and, and and that's an exciting name. I think that there's a lot to like there. And as Fran Fraschilla, a guy that we both really respect, seems to think that that would be trouble for the for the rest of the coaches in the conference, given his his ability and and the resources he would have here. I don't want to use the word excited because I'm not excited. Um, this is a very unfortunate situation, um, but it's a very um, look for somebody else. 
it's a very opportunistic situation, right? Like, Absolutely. I mean, this is a good program, TJ. There's everything that a coach could want in terms of resources, um, fan engagement, home court, practice facility, NIL money, mo- recent momentum, um, access to, to good recruits. I mean, the state of Texas, we all know how um, – how, how many football recruits it puts out TJ, the state of Texas puts out a lot of really good basketball players too. So um, it, it's easy to get guys in here. And and I think that this is a, a, a job that a lot of coaches would jump at in a heartbeat. Yeah. Just guys off the top of my head, Julius Randall, of the Knicks, Tyrese Maxey of the Sixers, LaMarcus Aldridge. Um, I mean, Darren Williams came out of this state, right? I mean, I mean, I can go on and on and on about guys that have just come out of uh, the, the state of Texas. Dallas and Houston specifically um, are, are huge basketball hotbeds, huge AAU areas. A lot of talent. And if you just concentrated on keeping the kids in the state, kind of like go the Joey McGuire route, you, you could do a lot worse. Yeah. And look, TJ, um, we've got resources. And if you can keep some of these key, if, if the new coach, whoever it ends up being, can come in and keep some of these guys uh, around that we've talked about, Jalen Tyson, um, Pop Isaacs, Lamar Washington, Elijah Fisher, uh, Davion Harmon. Um, I think Fardoz is unlikely, but he's a guy I'd love to have back. Um, I, I think there's a lot to, to, to build around here. I, I think if you could redo this season, there's no doubt in my mind this team makes the tournament, and they're dangerous. If they, if Fardos, uh Amac is healthy through all the Big Twelve play, TJ, and he doesn't um, come back after they, I think they were, I think he came back when they were zero and five or zero and six, and then he had to miss. He played like a game, and then had to miss another week and a half or two weeks. If he plays the entire season, I think you win an extra two or three ball games during the tournament. Now you're a, a ten seed or an eleven seed, and um, it's a quote unquote down year, but if your down year is making the tournament, that the program's come a long way from from the dark days of the of the Pat Knight era, which is when I was a student, and there's no doubt about that. And this is the Nation's official podcast. I am TJ Kern. That is Blake Hartsfield going over the breaking news that Coach Mark Adams has been suspended uh, from Texas Tech University. Uh, as we record this on Sunday, uh, March the 5th, and we're just talking about it, having a conversation about the possibilities of program retention and who would we want the next head coach to be, what goes on with this basketball program. But we started the show, Blake, talking about baseball, and they're doing really well. Um, but there's another program that we just – we look. We I, I'm going to be honest here, right? We we both have jobs, okay? We both have day jobs. We both put a lot of time aside, and we love what we're doing here on the nation's official podcast. I want to give some of the, some love to the Lady Raiders because they they're they had a heck of a season too. TJ, I, I'm absolutely on board with giving them some credit. Um, I'm not going to sit here and and pretend to be an expert on them. Um, other than, um, I was bored playing cards earlier today and I happened to just take a look, um, at at the projected field for the women's field and they're like hovering in the last four in first four out. I'd love to see them find a way to get in. Maybe if they can win a couple of games, but, um, that's a program that 
historically at Tech. Um, they've won a national championship back in the 90s. They've always been a good program. They, they've fallen on hard times the last decade. They seem like they've got the right coach in place um, and, and are moving in the right direction. So credit to them. Um, but I'm not going to sit here and pretend to be an expert because I just frankly don't watch women's college basketball period. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't have a lot of, I don't have a lot of extra time, right. I mean, our, our, uh, our, our, our day jobs on top of what we do for the men's program. Um, not to say that the women's program and women's sports aren't important. It's just not, I, I don't have, there's not enough hours in the day for me no. to be reading and researching and, and being knowledgeable and, and, and talking about those things. So I, but that's, that's hilarious that you uh, were ready on the spot with the uh, first, <laughs> hey, look, first, man, first, always, first four in, first four out, because we, we definitely didn't plan this. No. Um, like I said, I, I literally was bored playing poker earlier today when we were texting, when the, when the Adams news broke and um, was, flipping through Twitter and then um, happened to get down a rabbit hole and just was, I saw that they, there was a tweet about the lady Raiders. And so I looked to see what the record was and I thought, are they going to make the women's tournament and looked at ESPN? I, I pulled up ESPN and they had a very similar to Lonardi's deal, just, you know, a basic projected bracket. And um, they were, they were right there. So that's about the extent that I know about the program. Couldn't tell you any of the girls on there, um, but credit to them. And before we get out of here, I just want your thoughts on the fact that, um, look, right, Mark Mark Adams did talk to Jeff Goodman today. Whether that was a good idea or not, who's to say? Man, but that guy, the that fact that Mark Adams came out today and talked to Jeff Goodman, what uh, do you think? That's a good thing. Do you think it's a bad thing? Does he look desperate? Like, I mean, I mean, I don't know, but. I uh, I was surprised to 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 see that Jeff Goodman had the had the scoop on uh, on Coach Adams on the record. Yeah, again, TJ, I think it's a very love hate relationship with Jeff Goodman. Um, he has been very complimentary of Tech at times, um, particularly about our fan base. I, I know he he does like to poke the bear, so to speak, a little bit on Twitter and um, kind of has some fun going back and forth. But I do think he does a good job. He's a good reporter. He um, is clearly buddies with beard. And, and I think that's where the, the rift with, with red Raider nation kind of stems from. Um, but to his credit, he, he does a lot of really good reporting. He covers everybody in college basketball. He doesn't just focus on one particular league. Um, I think coach Adams going on and talking to with him um, was probably from, from Adams camp, some PR and, and damage control, so to speak, to try to get his side of the story out there. Um but again, it, I haven't listened to the interview, so I can't comment on the interview specifically. Um, but what I can tell you, and I, I said it earlier on this podcast, I have all the faith in the world in Kirby Hocutt. I think he is a fantastic athletic director. I think he's a great leader for Texas Tech. Um, he's navigated us through um, conference realignment, which we didn't even get into today. But it looks like if you've been following the news, the Big 12 is going to kill the Pac-12 once and for all here pretty soon. And that's great. And if you'd have told me a year and a half ago when Texas and OU announced that they were going to leave that, um, and, and then that tech was denied entrance into the PAC 12. Um, if you'd have told me that we were going to be as strong of a conference as we are, I wouldn't have believed you, but I think Kirby Hokehead has been instrumental in that. But um, I think I've got all the faith in the world in him. I trust him. And I don't think that he would have suspended coach Adams today. If he didn't think that he had very solid ground to stand on and didn't think that it was a serious enough issue that needed to be addressed 
Um, and, and like I said, uh, I would be surprised if Coach Adams ever sees the, the the sideline again as the head coach of the Red Raiders. And to your point on uh, on Kirby Hokut, he's he's played a huge role in this college football playoff committee. He has. He's also he was also rumored to be the next Big Twelve commissioner before Brett Yormark got it. Like, no, no thank you. I, mean, I would have been unhappy with that. Um, I want, I want him to stay in life. I don't want him to be, I think he would have been a great leader for the big 12 and he still would have been involved in tech. And I, I think you and I both think that the conference, uh, kind of gives us the short end of the stick sometimes with officiating calls in both football and basketball, as well as scheduling and things like that. I think that maybe some of that would have changed, but no, I, I want that guy as, um, as our athletic director, I trust him. Um, and, and I trust his 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 leadership and his decision making moving forward around this Adams situation. No doubt about it. And Blake, we've uh, we've had fun this year. And I mean, look, if the Red Raiders go on a run in this uh, NIT, which is where they're uh, probably going to end up, we will still probably uh, get some post game opportunities depending on when the games are. Um, but same thing for the big 12 tournament. I think their first game right. is six o'clock. Um, I believe it's Wednesday night, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah. Cause the tournament ends Saturday. So Wednesday night at six, um, uh, I I'm down to do the post game. If you are, we should be available. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's not something that we can, that's something we can absolutely do. Um, but yeah, it's been a fun ride. And, um, this is a, this is a team that I think everybody wanted to give up on. And a lot of people did when they were zero and eight and one and 10, um, but they, to their credit, they battled back. And unfortunately, that's what we wanted to talk about today. Unfortunately, we were forced to, to kind of pivot with, with the things that, that unfolded, uh, earlier this morning. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it, it's been a tough, uh, tough few minutes for us going over everything that that's gone down in the way it's gone down. But, uh, I hope that Red Raider Nation can respect the fact that we are two Red Raider basketball lovers. And we're fans. I think at we the did this. Day, yeah. At the, at the end of the day, we want what's best for university, right? Yeah. We're fans of, of the athletic department. We're fans of the school. Um, I, I allow Texas Tech football and basketball to emotionally change my mood on Saturdays way too often, admittedly. Um, but we're fans at the end of the day. And, and, um, when we when we go on and do these post games and, and when we do these podcasts, we, we are speaking from the heart. Um, we're, we're fans at the end of the day. We try our best to be fair um, and, and to to give credit and, and criticism where it's warranted. Um, but we are fans at the end of the day. And Blake, I think that's a great way to get us on out of here and uh, get ready for the work week. What do you say? Sounds good to me, TJ. I've got a, a pregnant wife downstairs that is ready to go eat dinner. So I've got to feed her. All right. Well, you go ahead and uh, feed the wifey and take care. And uh, how do we end these things? Wreck them. Wreck them. We'll talk to you guys soon.